Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Parallel Church, one church in five physical locations, plus our amazing online campus. So welcome to all of you joining us this morning in Tabor with Pastor Renee and Jill. Welcome Lethbridge with Pastor Ralph and Cindy. Welcome Clarison with Pastor Brian and Heidi. Welcome Okotoks with Pastor Joel and Tanisha. Welcome Lloyd Minster with Pastor Mike and Kara. And welcome the online campus with Pastor Tim and Jen. Wherever you're watching around the world, welcome to you and welcome to part three of our parenting series. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Here we are. On sabbatical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we really are. Uh, we are, uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about parenting. And as we begin, just because we have parents doesn't know, we doesn't mean that we know how to be one. Yeah. And just because we were kids once, doesn't mean we know anything about raising them. It's true. So parenting has a way of bringing out the worst in us. Uh, it, it does because whether that's fear, insecurity, anger, shame, any trigger that you might have, uh, nothing will bring it to the surface like being a parent. It's true. Come on. <laughs> so it's so good. So what do we do? How, how do we handle that? So the verse that we want to focus on uh, today is... Proverbs 22, verse 6, and it starts this way. It says, dedicate your children to God. I love that because it starts, it's a reminder to me, when I read that part of the verse, it's a reminder to me that my children aren't just mine, that right. my our children are also sons and daughters of the King of Kings, yeah. and that as much as we love them and as much as we care for them, mm -hmm. He loves them and cares for them. Yeah. Should I even say more? I, I believe he does. <laughs> I think so. And so we can trust yeah. our children to God and we should dedicate our children to God and That's we right. should surrender our children to God, which means that we can do that and we see examples of that all throughout the Bible. Hannah uh, surrendered Samuel. Uh, Mary did the same thing, dedicated Jesus. Yeah. Uh, to God, and, and that is a surrender to God, trusting God that he knows them best. And I think that means that we need to regularly pray yep. for them, not pray our will for them, but that we need to dedicate them to God's will. And I think it's important for us to pray for them, especially when they make decisions that we don't necessarily agree with. Correct. And that we need to surrender them to God, which helps us resist the urge to become the helicopter parents, which helicopter parents are the ones that constantly hover over top of their and smother their children by making sure that they can control everything and anything in their lives. And I think we want to resist being able to do that. So we want to dedicate our children to God. And when it comes to our children and their faith mm -hmm. in the relationship with God, um, when you consider their, the faith of your children, you need to consider also and ask the question, what is the win? What are we hoping and what are we praying for in, in regards to their faith? Is, are we just simply praying and believing for them to get in, like just to get into heaven? Um, are we praying for their faith that they're going to become biblical scholars and theologians and be theolo theologically cor correct? Or are we praying for them to have a personal relationship with God too. And ultimately that's the win, right? Is that we want them to have a relationship, an authentic connection with God. And 
the reason why we need to ask that question is in our prayers. If we if we know what the win is, it's going to direct our prayers, which is going to is going to direct our dedicating our children to God and trusting ultimately trusting God that He has their uh, hearts right. in mind, which. You've always been very amazing at teaching our children to pay attention to their hearts. You, you from I'm, as long as I can remember, um, and I guess for those who don't know us, well, we have <laughs> a lot of children. We do, we do. And we have them at all different <laughs> stages. So we our do. oldest is 26, our, our oldest youngest is 26, our youngest is, is eight. eight, and then we have three grandbabies, and the youngest is just newborn. Three, yeah, mm -hmm. just... Five months. Yeah. So, yeah. So all different stages in between. Yes. So, and right from the beginning, right from when Carson was, was born and, and had conversations, you had conversations with them regularly about paying attention to their hearts. How's your heart? That's yeah, you absolutely. always, why? Um, well, the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And so I think when the Bible that is our guiding um, principles says above everything else you do you kind of you want to pay important. attention yeah. to that yeah. and so i always um wanted our children to understand that their heart is where their emotions come from where their spiritual um energy comes from really and they need to be able to understand that that's the most important their behaviors will flow from that so, um and if you can expect if you can look at their um if you can get them to just look inward and figure out what's going on in their heart what what is coming out of that um and the things that they're doing in their life their behaviors are ultimately something that they have to kind of pull back and pull on that thread and say what's happening in my heart and so we have we i always ask how's your heart and um even still like, like yeah. to the adult to the adult children too like still like how's your heart yeah and just i want i want to know i want to know how i can support i want to know how we can still um parent our little ones in that way and what they're going through and i want them to know that we care so much about that and what's going on with them rather than not necessarily just the outcomes, the behaviors and stuff. So, good. so we ask, how's their heart? And we, um, we want to get them thinking again, like in their inward life. And just, we ask, did anyone hurt your feelings today? And um, are you mad at anybody? Are you worried about anything? Uh, did anybody break a promise to you today? And is there anything you want to tell me, but you're not sure how? And those questions are... Um, Again, they're great for them to get introspective, but it's also great for them to understand that we care about those things. And so I think going through those things, um, the questions that you most often ask our children, they communicate what's most important to us and what we want to be most important to them as they grow up, as they kind of navigate their own world without us asking that every day. Um, and so we want them to understand how important that is. Mm -hmm. And we tend to gravitate toward behavior questions and how did your test go? How was your friend today or whatever? Um, but, and those are great questions. Those are great things did that you- Did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? <laughs> did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? Did you clean your room? <laughs> did you also- did you, did you clean your room? Did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So those things are also obviously important, but uh, the most important thing is guard your heart. Check your heart. 
Yeah. Which is awesome because that is part of dedicating them to our children to God yeah. is because God says above all else, pay attention to your heart, what's going on inside, and that's gonna that's gonna affect what's going on outside. Right. But that's part of dedicating and teaching our children to dedicate themselves to God and be paying attention to what's going on inside. That's right. The next part of the verse in Proverbs twenty two six says, dedicate your children to God, and then it says, and mm-hmm. point them in the way they should go. So there's a surrender first to God. I dedicate my children to God. That's the first thing I'm going to surrender. I think all of us as parents, when we, especially when you feel the tension of, did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? When you, when you, when you're feeling that tension and going, you're going, okay, there are gods. I can surrender. On the daily. On the daily. (laughs) And and that's a regular thing. And point them in the direction they should go. So they are God's children. But we have been entrusted with the role as their parent. That's right. And that role is unique to us and unique to you as a parent. So no coach, no teacher, no friend will ever have that same place in your child's life. That is a unique role that you hold as a parent. And there are responsibilities that come with that unique role. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as parents, the temptation for us is to shift roles to try to maybe get an outcome that we're not getting. But we shift to a friend role when, no, we can't do that. We shift to a coach role when we can't do that. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. in that role, there are different stages and different parts within that role as a parent that we play. So why don't you talk to us about the stages of parenting? Yeah, the stages. And this is going to look different in each um, in each family because I think with us, you you go through the stages and with your firstborn and you get to a place where you're like, oh, hey, I think we got this. And then tomorrow comes or then the second kid comes and you can't parent them necessarily the same way because they're different people. But in the generalization of these stages, we've got the discipline years being zero to five years old. And these years are super important to just strengthen their obedience muscle and get them to understand authority and get them to understand trust, really, that you are the parent and they can trust you um, to know what they need. Um, We're teaching them consequences good and bad mm-hmm. and we're learning are they te- we're learning or they're te- we're teaching them well the stakes are low the consequences because once they get into the world if you haven't done this stage properly and the obedience and the kind of respect and um, authority stage when they get into the world those con- people don't love them like we love them out there and the That's consequences true. are harsh so good. Yeah. And so your role in this season is to strengthen their obedience muscle through multiple reps and appropriate consequences. So, and that's, that's vital. So a funny story mm-hmm. uh, that we, so we had, we adopted our, our three youngest. That, yeah. That's not the funny story. The funny story is that before we adopted our three youngest, we, in order to go through the adoption process, we had to go through a, a course that yeah. I have, he liked it a lot. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> it was something. It was an entire weekend of learning how to parent mm-hmm. and with a room full of potential foster and adoptive parents yeah. being taught and I have no problem with uh, university students or anything that but being taught from young university students with a binder telling us how to parent. 
who right. had never had kids. Yeah. And we looked at each other multiple times through this thing and going, yeah, yeah, let me know how that's going to work for you. <laughs> because one of the things they said, this is one yeah. that stood out, is they yeah. said, if you got an 18-month-old, so this is the discipline years, right? This, this is the zero to five. Yeah. If you got an 18-month-old that wants to touch the stove, that you should sit down and explain to them and tell them yes. why it's dangerous to touch the stove. And we're like, yeah, you, you could do that. Right. But in the meantime, their little hands burnt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me know how that works out right. for you. Like, yeah. I was like, wow. But this is the thing. So discipline years, because discipline is a negative connotation yeah. many times. Yeah. Right? So, but at zero, zero to five, mm-hmm. this is, I love how you said that, is teaching them how to strengthen their obedience muscle. Yeah. This and and w- this is going to set them up for the next stage. And they don't you don't stay in this stage no, forever no. and ever. So stage 2. Stage 2 is the training years and it's um age 6 to 12. And in the training years you explain the why behind the thing. So that's so now, when <laughs> Yeah, now you can sit down and explain. Yeah. And that's yeah, and they're able to understand it. When you're when they're 2, they don't know at all what you're saying when you say don't touch that. They just think it's a nice shiny thing that that they want to touch and explaining it is not going to right. going to do that. So it's the, it's the why stage. Um, it's they're going to they're so curious and if any of you have grandchildren or children that are in the stage, our Daxton is almost that age and but he's already there, our grandson. Yeah. Um, and you see it, you see the curiosity, you see well why and why and they're just like little sponges and so that's God-given yep. for us to be able to say, okay, so this is why we don't touch the stove. This is why we don't put our fingers in the light sockets. This is why we are kind to people. This is the positive side of things. This is why we brush our teeth. This is, please brush your teeth. I don't know if you we, guys are picking up we, the thing. We have no problems in our home with any of these. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> you train while you explain. You tell so your good. child what to do. You explain why it's important. And then you help them practice and turn those things into habits. So you had said discipline has a negative connotation, but discipline, like Jesus had disciples because he discipled them. He disciplined, he taught them how to be disciplined in a certain, I guess, discipline, um, in a certain way. Um, And we would always say to the boys, we need to discipline you because you're choosing not to discipline yourself. And so our goal is to get them to that place where they are able to walk in disciplines, walk, walk in rhythms, walk in habits that are healthy and strong for their life. So that's that's the training years. Right. So yeah. that's 6 to 12 and then age 12. And then age 12 to 18 um, is what we call the teenage years or the coaching years. And um, I know that that has, the teenage years has a bad rap, but I think that's probably on parents. <laughs> really, like if we haven't True. done these first two stages properly, the teenage years are going to be harder because they don't have an, a strength and obedience muscle. They don't. They weren't taught the why behind the habits and the discipline and the um, and the training and stuff. And so, these years are. We had a ton of fun with these years with Absolutely. with our kids and no like literally lots of fun like yeah. it was like good fun mm-hmm. and yeah we we saw lots of parents going ooh teenagers and we're yeah. like we never really we really we continued had, to like them through we, that yeah, it was amazing <laughs> um, in the coaching years you connect more than you correct and that that's huge just and that's easy to kind of keep in your mind you're connecting with them um, you've already spent six years and the the previous years before that correcting them and teaching them why and now you're able to connect and you loosen the tight reins of the training years and you move to the sideline for coaching 
So good. Right? Well, an example for that for us is when our, our, our boys, all of our children, turned 12, yep. um, I took them on a weekend getaway trip. Yep. And in that, I literally, and your children at 12 years old, there's a reason why most cultures, mm -hmm. except for the Western culture, do bar mitzvahs at 12, or they do uh, you know, a shift, a ceremony at 12, where they're saying, okay, you're now no longer a child, you're an adult. And this is part, and there's a shift that happens in the relationship as us as parents with them. Yeah. So I did this trip and said, okay, you're no longer a child. We're going to treat you differently. We're, there's, the rules are changed. We changed rules like they didn't have a bedtime anymore, right? Uh, when they were 12 years old. And a lot of parents, look, when we say that, they're kind of like, what? And we said, I said, you don't have a bedtime. We expect you to get up in the morning and fulfill your duties, get ready for school, all no complaining, all that kind of stuff. But you're going to learn. This is part of the coaching. And we'd watch. And they could stay up as late as they wanted. And and then they would, uh, you know, and they would pay the consequence of having to get up in the morning until they learned yep. about that. We also, in that trip, we also said, okay, here's how relationships and dating are going to work. We're going to be, we're going to take the role as coaches, yep. not as disciplinarians, not as rules. We didn't set rules. We said in that is that it, for, to our boys, yep. I said that they were to take you on dates. If they wanted to date somebody else, they needed to take you on dates so that you could coach them right. on how to treat a woman with respect, with honor, uh, you know, as a cherished um partner like they need yeah. to learn how to cherish and treat with ultimate respect and when you gave them permission to say okay i think you're ready yep. now which the brilliant part about this thing is whenever you got asked on a lot of dates <laughs> we knew we, there was a girl we in knew picture. there was a girl <laughs> we're like oh who is she who but, is she? yeah but, but part of that that's part of the coaching thing which they did they took you on dates yep. and you taught them to open the door and you taught them to you know they yep. paid they paid for the dates they did all yep. of the things to learn how to do that and here's the thing about I'm a football coach as well. Coaches don't leave the field. No. Right? So in this stage, they're you don't always leave. there and they're, they're focused. always there. Yep. They don't get distracted by other stuff. Mm -hmm. They watch carefully. They yep. call some plays and they're, they call their players off the field from time to time. Yep. They encourage their players to run plays and respond to situations according to the training that came before. Yep. Right? You have practice time and, and then you have game time. And then you, when they're in the game, then you come back and they, hey, let's evaluate what worked, what didn't work. How would you do that different? Right. And, and we do that in this stage. And the goal during this stage is to simply keep them coming to you for guidance and support rather than going to them for discipline right. and rules. That's right. And all throughout this, our focus is relationship with them, right? Gotcha. And um, wanting them to, as you said at the beginning, have relationship with God. And so just emulating that in, in this whole thing and being so um, on, on point with each thing, making sure that we're on the right stage and... Um, and then we move on to 18 plus. Yep. And these are called the friendship years. And hopefully, <laughs> and we've got our three boys and their families are in this stage and yep. we are loving it. And um, you're hopefully um, reaping the rewards of all that sweat equity you've put in for the last 18 years. And, and the goal is to have them want to be with you and with each other. And um, yeah, and it's really the best. You get to sit back and enjoy the rewards of, of what you've put in with that. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's part of the letting go yeah. and letting them make decisions. And we live in a different world today than, than even when we were this right. age to our parents. Mm -hmm. um, 
we're so old we didn't have Google at our right Super hand. Super old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. But we like they they have kids have YouTube Google yeah. for for anything and everything. Yeah. They don't always come to us as much as as we'd like them to. They don't always come to us for advice or or hey what about this and how would you do this necessarily so that's why that but they're not needing the coaching years this is the friendship years right. and they're coming and sharing and experiencing and being with and yeah. that's i think that's that's really cool yeah. now there's a really key point in all this right is that kids move from one stage to the next yep right without any effort yeah it's just natural right they just do it yeah. not like you're talking about Daxton he's transitioning to that mm-hmm. stage you can see that yeah Without any effort. We didn't say you're now... <laughs> now you're curious about things. Yeah. They just yeah. naturally do that. Yeah. But we as parents don't. No, and it's, and it's tricky. And that's where things get messy <laughs> is when you are in the disciplinary stage when the kids are older because they're not, they're not in the place to take that. And if you haven't set those examples when they were younger, then they're not in the place to respect you in that area as well. And so I think, um, and then like I was saying before, it gets a bit tricky when you have multiple kids because you have multiple personalities, you have multiple um, gifts in different ways that they understand things. So when you're moving to one stage and you think you've, you've got it, then you have another kid or, you, or they're moving to the next stage. So as parents, it's, um, it's something that when you dedicate your children to God, then it helps because it's not all on you and you can just get the Holy Spirit um, and his help to help you move through those stages. But you just have to be really aware and really um, focused on, okay, what's my role now? And, and working through that. So good. Mm-hmm. All right. And I love the, how this verse concludes okay. in Proverbs 22, mm-hmm. 6. So it starts with dedicate your children to God, point them in the way they should go, right? Through the stages, different, yeah. different levels of pointing. And it says this, and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Love it. So I know, um, because even in preparing this message, we look back and like, oh, there's things that we did right, and there's things we didn't do right, and there's wish we could do over again. And I know all of you as parents, you're listening to this as we go through this series, and maybe your children are over, they older, or they were at a different stage. You're like, oh, I wish I could go back and do this again or have a repeat or, or all of that. It, and we can't. And so don't feel condemned or guilty at all. And sometimes we, make, we do make mistakes. And this is why I love how this, this verse ends is because the values yeah. that, that they've learned from us, whether we got the pointing them in the right direction, right or wrong, whether we were always mm-hmm. willing to surrender or, be, or not, right. all of that, the values they've learned from us will be with them for life. That's so right. what you value, your kids will too. An example is all of our children, all of our boys. Um, you have to disclaim. I have to disclaim <laughs> your daughters a- Avery, <laughs> and, and, Avery. <laughs> and my daughters-in-law. Yeah, Avery, Avery, eight years old, is an eight, and so she likes to antagonize even her dad. Um, but all of our kids, with the exception of Avery and our daughter-in-laws, um, <laughs> love football. Well, they all love football. They all love football. But they don't all cheer for your team. They uh, And the most of <laughs> not them, the, the ones that we, no, yeah, not the girls. <laughs> the ones that he trained up all through the years, <laughs> cheer for his Vikings. Cheer for the Vikings, because there's, I mean, why wouldn't you? They're the best. But it's amazing. And it's, it's something we didn't like, we didn't force them, we didn't tell them. Like, it's because what we love, yep. what we value, and our boys want, we, I love football, and they, they love football. They played football. They yep. wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, 
and they the same things that we value, they end up intuitively valuing and doing all that. I, I love music. Well, guess what? My dad is a musician and grew up with it and I love it. And that's part of it is just intuitively, right. just uh, intuitively a part of that because of what you value your kids will too. So if you value your faith, correct, come on, right? That's right. It makes a practical difference yeah. and it makes a practical difference in your life, then chances are it's going to be, it's going to mean something to them as well. That's right. And I'm not just talking about behavior modification or we say the right things or we even just do the right things. If we value it, if it means something to yeah. us and did something for us and we truly value it, then chances are they will too. So good. And, and how yeah. we know this works is that your parents' behavior, not their advice, determined whether or not you wanted to be like them or even with them. Right. Yep. That's right? true. Your parents' behavior determined how much respect you had or have for them to this day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Not so much what they said. So the same thing is true as us as parents is that it's, it's, not, it's our behavior, not our words. Right that they and our values it's our values yeah. not not just um not just what we say right. but what we truly live and believe and do yep. that that is going to is going to impact that they're going to impact them and they're going to learn from yep. and they'll do that so live out the values that you are value yep. so they can learn from them that's right and yep. in that mm-hmm. be real that's right yeah definitely and i think that's where they they figure out the values is it's not just what you say that Jesus is Lord of my life. Okay, well, what happens when something comes into your life that doesn't look very godlike or doesn't look like he's blessing you? What do you do then? And how do you live out that value that, no, he's still Lord of my life? And so you have to be real and have to show them the the ups and downs of faith. Right. So, yeah. and, and that's showing some of the downs too, right? Yeah. So, Share your struggles mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that's part of it. Sharing your struggles, appropriate to age, of course. Yes. But yeah, yeah, for but, sure. I mean, but as parents, I think sometimes we assume that we can't show any of our weaknesses or our struggles, or we can't we can't share any of that with our no. kids because they're going to disrespect, you know, not respect us right. or something. But the truth is, it's our role to show them how to live that out because we can't shelter them from that in their life, and so we, our job is to teach them how to how to live that out properly. Um, and we do that not with our words, but by our actions. Right. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, and sometimes that means apologizing to them. Yep. Yep. Right. Telling them where you were wrong and why, what was behind that even. And this is my mindset behind that. And I'm working on changing that. And I'm working on asking God to help me clean that out of my life. But please forgive me when I'm when I've done that. Yeah. Right. And the ultimate value, mm-hmm. and, and this is our takeaway, but the ultimate value, and you've said it already, I love this, is that it's, we value relationship. That's right. Yeah. So we parent with the relationship in mind, right? I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So parenting with a relationship in mind means that the decisions we make mm-hmm. is for relationship. Yeah. The discipline that we do in the zero to five, the discipline yeah. we do is to discipline them toward relationship, not away from that punishment right. drives them away, but p- does discipline yeah. is for relationship. And even the apologizing is for relationship. It's not to 
clean your conscience. It's how can I fix this? How can I make this better for our relationship, right? Right, I love yeah. that. So let's, breaking down our verse with the relationship in mind mm-hmm. is dedicating your children to God takes the pressure off. Yep which allows you to focus on the relationship rather than the outcome. That's right. Right? So sometimes like sometimes we're so focused on the outcome what our kids are going to be, yep. it's going to make they're going to make us look good, they're not making us look good like that kind of stuff. And dedicating our children to God takes the pressure yep. off so that we can focus on the relationship rather than the outcome. Absolutely. And the next part is point them in the way they should go with the relationship in mind. And so rather than behavior modification, we focus on their heart. How's your heart? I love that. And then the values they've learned from you will ensure that your kids will want to be with you and with each other, even when they no longer have to be. Right. Right? Because if you value the relationship, you value them, you get to enjoy the friendship years and absolutely the best thing ever. Man. Pretty fun. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Parenting is the hardest thing in the world. And please don't feel condemned by anything we said or shared or yeah. all that. We didn't get it right. We didn't get it right. Not all the time. Not all the time. Definitely not. No. Um, but but in that same same time, we it's it's one of the most it is the most rewarding relationship we get to have. And yeah. so, if there's anything that you learn from this and want to share with others, please do that. It's been awesome uh, to share with you on this and been awesome to be with you all uh, this morning. Let's close in prayer. God, I thank you so much for entrusting us with this role as a parent. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the wisdom to know what to do and give us the courage to be able to do it and walk through it even when it's hard. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that you're a God who comes alongside and uh, walks with us. And so, Lord, just in this time, we surrender again our children to you and we dedicate them and our families and our relationships to you in Jesus' name. Amen.